0: hello 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 happy tuesday welcome back or if this is your first time so nice to have you here episode four the evolution of friendship came to me as an episode that i knew this podcast needed to have because of the the changes and growth in my own friendships but also because of the conversations i've had with almost all of my friends about relationships shifting as we get older and having to navigate very difficult conversations with people that we love. I think often we receive advice about, you know, navigating romantic relationships or having tough conversations with family members. Uh, but, But I haven't really heard anything or been given, you know, pieces of information about having some of those critical conversations with our friends. And I wanted to make sure that this podcast provided that. I think we cover so many great topics from communicating when we are not happy with how a friend has shown up to balancing our friendships and our relationships to you know even <laughs> accepting areas that we need to grow in individually to be better friends to others I really appreciate this episode and the guests that I had join me on this conversation, a couple of folks who I have had to grow and shift with um, in our friendships as well. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. Um, Thank you for joining me on my podcast. The amazing thing about this episode is that I think it's extremely timely, it's extremely relevant. And I've been having a lot of conversations about um, the evolution of friendships and what to do when they change and how to navigate friendships as we enter new spaces of life. And I I think that you three are actually perfect people to have this discussion with and to provide insight to um, a lot of people who uh, have never had this conversation or just need some tips to have difficult conversations with their friends so, without further ado, I would love for you all to introduce yourselves and, and tell folks a little bit more about who you are.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Mariah Guyton. I am currently a client services supervisor with Aviana Healthcare. I live in Denver, Colorado. And um, thank you for having me tonight, Elia.
2: Hi everyone, my name is Demetria Flores. I currently work for Urban Alliance as a program coordinator for high school students in the DMV area. And I'm also from Denver, Colorado, and I'm excited to be here and chat with all you lovely ladies.
3: Hello everyone. Uh, My name is Kalia Hunt-Kabir. I am currently a racial equity consultant for a company that I run um, here in Denver. So I'm excited to be with familiar faces and for this conversation.
0: Yay. Um, Okay, well, let's just start it off. Um, The title of this episode is The Evolution of Friendship. So I want to ask each of you, um, what does that mean for you, especially being in uh, your 20s?
3: We were kind of Aliyah and I were having this conversation recently, um, and I think as a 26-year-old right now, I can say that like evolution of friendship is reminding me that relationships are cyclical and like that they're always changing and we're always moving in and through friendships. I think when I was younger, I had this like mentality that like my friends from when I was five are going to be my friends for my whole life. And now I'm like, okay, like we evolve, we change. And like, it's okay to find friends that match the level that you're at while still like honoring your old friendships in the same way. So I think it's all about like evolving. You said evolution. So yes, evolving.
1: (laughs) I agree completely. I think that
3: evolution
1: of self is reflective of evolution of the friendships that you're going through. Um, I think that, for me personally, I've always been a super social person. And just like Kalia, like, these are going to be my riders forever and ever. And we're going to have kids and we're going to get married and we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. And I was always that person to build those kinds of relationships. But it feels like the more that I've learned to just trust myself as an individual, it makes me then learn how to trust others differently. And I think that like Kalia was saying, you start to just evolve into those friendships differently.
2: Yeah, I definitely think um, to both of your points, just thinking back back to when I was in high school, I remember telling my parents or just like talking to people like, oh, my best friends, like we're going to be best friends forever. And just like that whole little BFF um, title was something that I like held to me so close and not to say that that's not possible but I definitely think now that I'm in my 20s and just realizing how fast life changes um, those relationships are going to change too and just to be okay with that and not necessarily look at it as a negative thing but just as a part of life and I think the word evolution just fits it perfectly they evolve and whether that's they evolve into new friendships and look differently with your time, or they just kind of evolve into um, acquaintances or whatever it may be. But definitely think that my perspective has um, shifted now that I'm in my twenties. Yeah, I think
0: something that, um, something that like each of you said it reminds me of is one, the word the words best friend, close friend, like they they can, uh, how do I say? Just like not allow, allow a lot of room for expansion or change where it's just like, because this person is my best friend, like we have to be best friends. And something that I'm learning is that best friends, you can still be best friends with someone or close friends with someone and have to have some distance or some time. Because sometimes it's just like, Friendships need some time to rest. People need time to, to grow and change and to miss each other. And I think that just happens with all relationships where um, distance can be healthy. And sometimes I think distance with friends can be seen as a negative thing um, when I think that it can be very, uh, a very positive thing. And then you can okay, like I'm able to kind of see this person for who they are now and decide if I want them in my life or not. I don't have to feel forced to stay close just because we have this title. Is sort of how I'm learning to navigate, you know, um, just any sort of friend, anyone that I've been close to at one time and even open my eyes to like folks that like perhaps I wasn't friends with back in the day, but now it's like, wow, we're actually really aligned with each other. Um, So I don't know if y'all have had any instances where like, someone perhaps has not been a friend in the past, but now as you're getting older, you're like, wait, actually, we're more aligned now than we were, you know, back in high school.
1: I think the title BFF, it always just reminds me of, like, a little fifth grade little girl, right, like, in the schoolyard, skipping around, like, this is my BFF. My niece actually went through this phase with COVID and her being, you know, remote, remote learning, like, this person's now my new BFF because I talk to them more often, not my BFF that was at school. And we kind of, as women, we like evolve with that title. Um, and I think my sister taught me that the title BFF, just like you said, Aaliyah, kind of combines it. Um, but I feel as you grow older in those relationships where that where that relationship was identified in the beginning of this is my BFF. And you go through that evolution they everyone else then just falls in their own little place that doesn't need that title because as adults we don't need that title like this is my friend that's Mm -hmm. enough um you don't really go around saying when you're 30 this is my best friend like i would say that about one person and that's been my best friend literally since sixth grade because we're kids you know but when I meet somebody and we grow close, I don't say, oh, now this is my best friend. You just grow into this space of friendship is just friendship. And it doesn't have to have a less or more value. It is, It just is, which is like the perspective of of just shifting that into, I don't know, like inwardly, you know, and figuring out what people are that placed in your life to serve certain purposes because essentially that's all that we're doing as friends. Mm -hmm.
2: I think it's interesting um, to the point of just like the title and how you said as adults and I'm just thinking in my head like me and my friends, I feel like we're adults, but I'm wondering if some of us are still stuck in this, um, I don't know, I guess childlike mindset because I've had some conversations with some friends where they do feel, I guess, like stuck on the title or like, I wish I had somebody that I could call my best friend. And I just like, I don't know, I've caught myself in those conversations, like, well, what is our friendship or like, what does that look like? And kind of second guessing the relationship because I don't necessarily call you a best friend. And then I think about my really close friends who I've just never, there is no title. Some of my friends I call sis or best friend or whatever, but there's some like there that doesn't exist. And we just, we have a great relationship. So it is, it's just interesting. Like, I think it is the mindset um, that we're kind of stuck in or maybe we've been socialized to hold on to this title that makes us feel like our friendship is valid or, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I learned this lesson, like I want to say two years ago, I have an older sister who's about nine or 10 years older than me. We'll say nine. And <clears throat> I was talking to her about a situation that was happening with one of my friends one day. And I was calling one of my friends. And this is my best friend. And she's like, you are grown. They are grown. Stop calling them your best friend. Like, like you own them. Like that is then a possessive title that you're putting yeah. over them. And that was a really big like slap in my face like then it takes that pressure off of you to feel like you have to be a certain way with the person that has a certain title it just it ends up just fizzling out to whatever it's supposed to be
3: i think you make a a really good point with that about like the detachment part of it because i think that even to what disney was saying is like we get used to being like you're my best friend. So I'm expecting you to behave in these ways. And you're expecting me to behave in these ways. But what happens when someone acts out of character, right? We then are like, more lenient on our best friends, because you're my best friend. Like, even if you do something outlandish, you're still my best friend. So like, I'm gonna let it slide. And I think that that's kind of been the reshaping for me really recently, where I'm like, hey, we're close. And I think more so people as like my core group, right? These are the people that are in my core group. These are the people that I kind of rock with that I'm really close to. But like, if you step out of bounds, and I hate to make it sound like that, and you cross me in certain ways, I'm okay with letting that go, because you're not in alignment with where I'm at. But I say like, for for hell, hell, two years ago, I would have been like, no, like, this is my best friend. Like, I have to keep them close and I think that that's a part of like evolving in thought about friends because it's like no like if we're not aligned we're not aligned and I still love you and we can still be close but it's like I have to communicate that to people now too because I think before I was kind of like oh, I don't want to say anything but now I'm like hey I didn't appreciate when you did x y and z I love you I got to take space to see you on the other side whenever that happens. Mm. I think what's
0: important too is like, when you don't speak up and communicate, you actually come off acting weird because it's like, at the end of the day, you're kind of feeling some sort of way, but you're not saying anything. And then the other person's kind of feeling it. So like, what's the different vibe here? And so also, you know, what communication methods have y'all used to have those hard conversations of, hey, I'm not really aligned to where you're at right now or I don't like how you treated me and I need space. Like, how have you approached, you know, those difficult conversations with friends?
1: I feel like the one thing that I've had to do in this transition is learn to hold those that I normally will take anything from learn those, learn to hold those people accountable as my core, as my like, if y'all are my roots and you know this is I'm I'm growing in this and you're growing with me like I have to learn how to hold you accountable as my friend because that's what we call each other and you are my core and you are the people that I talk to almost every day or every other day and it is keeping friends accountable to that and keeping yourself accountable to that too i think identifying your core and identifying how you want to really move forward in friendships because friendships do get stale. Like they do, they do, they just, you go a different path and things happen and the people that come back and you're able to rekindle, like, then it's to say, okay, for this period of time, you weren't in my life. How do I rekindle with you? You know, like I had a situation where I've had multiple situations getting married was like a huge, like, wake up, honey, there's some, there's some stuff, like, there's some people in your life that you've allowed in your life, and they serve that purpose, but that purpose is not permanent in your life, because it doesn't serve you, and me going from, Aaliyah knows, there were 35 people at my bachelorette party, like, and half of those people I talked to maybe, like, whenever, you know, Same with the wedding. All of these people that I invited, and now I haven't heard from them since the wedding. I barely heard from them on the wedding day, you know? So it just, it's taught me to say, you can't share sacred space with everyone. Not everyone is supposed to have that part of you. But the people that do get that part of me, you're going to get that part of me, the raw, the ugly And I'm going to expect the same from you because that's what we do for each other. So my evolution of self has been saying, like, who are the people that are closest to you that you need to have a conversation with about how you're showing up and how you may want them to show up in your life or need them to show up in your life? And then you never know what comes from that conversation either because they can choose to say, well, I can't do this for you anymore and Mm. cut ties.
0: Mm-hmm. I think something you said, Mariah, is really important here is like, as you tune into self, you realized what you needed from friends. And then we're able to have those conversations, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like the more aware we are of ourselves, perhaps the easier it is to have difficult conversations, because it's just like, I know what's going to feed me right now. And right now, unfortunately, it's just not this friendship. And that's a conflict too itself, because
1: I know when that kind of download happens, when you've been existing a certain way and then all of a sudden the universe says, okay, let's disrupt this pattern of thought really fast and let's let's figure it out a different way because for some reason this isn't serving you in the purpose that you are supposed to be moving forward and this may have you stuck. And that's a shocker, like to go f- from talking to people every single day to not hearing from them or, or certain things remind you of certain people to it just abruptly stopping. Um, it is that adjustment, that's re- that reflection of, okay, this is me, like this is my move in this game. This is how I'm choosing to move and I'm not gonna apologize for it. Like this mm-hmm. is just where I'm at in my life right now and I can't apologize for it because clearly it's here for a reason and if the more you fight it and the more you resist it, the harder it gets just to let go and say, I can't control this anymore. Whatever is supposed to happen, like guide my steps, because I, you have no idea. You have no idea. People can wake up one day and just feel completely different about you. Mm-hmm. and.
2: Everything you just said, Mariah, I'm like, everything you just said just (laughs) resonated with me. And I just feel like it's been something that um, my friends around me have even encouraged me to do, some of my friends. And like you said, it's just something that's so natural in me, like talking to all these people and having a lot of friends. And just lately, it's like, it's becoming more and more evident that I need to just Take a step back, you know, make some time and space for me. But I was having a conversation with my friend the other day and was like, I'll literally sit down to like just rest after work and then be like, who can I reach out to? Who can I talk to? Mm. Who can I be checking in on? And I'm just like, girl, like have a seat. <laughs> like you don't need to be doing that for anybody. But I've been doing it for so long that it's just really hard for me not to. And I think. Lately, I am slowly trying to learn how to communicate better with my friends about it. But for a moment, I was getting so overwhelmed with it that I was getting, like, upset or irritated mm-hmm. with the interactions or all of these things. But I'm just not communicating it with my friends. But I am feeling this way and wanting to take a step back. But I'm afraid. Or like you said, it's not normal. And how are they going to take it? And what's that going to look like? But it's just like... I- At the end of the day, the biggest thing you said is like, this is for me and I need to do it and not be sorry about it because that's what I need in this moment. So definitely could resonate with that.
1: Are you open to me giving you a piece of a suggestion, maybe? Please. (laughs) Okay. So one thing that has really helped me this year and in this transition of getting off of social media has literally just put I put my phone down. And it, it kind of has become this mindset. And it may sound really bad. But really tapping into yourself and saying, if I pick up this phone, what am I then going to do? And it almost becomes this space of like, when you really tap into kind of where your gas tank is at, like, if you worked all day, you talk to a hundred people a day or you're constantly corresponding with people to just say like, I'm too tired to pick up my phone because I know if I pick up my phone, I'm gonna talk to somebody and I'm not gonna be able to give that conversation the energy that it deserves with me initiating this conversation. So what do I need right now? I need to take my eyes off of a screen I need to close my eyes. I need to breathe. I need to exercise. I need to cook dinner. I need to just not be on my phone. And it makes such a big difference. Like saying that I'm not going to look at my phone screen for an hour before bed, or I get home and I don't look at my phone for an hour after I get home, or at a certain time, I just don't look at my phone. It creates this just this habit of checking in with yourself. And the people that get that won't have anything negative to say about you not checking in. They won't have anything negative to say about, oh, I don't hear from her no more. Oh, she changed up. Oh, she doesn't do this anymore. No, it's just, I'm too tired to pick up my phone because I just have to check in with myself right now.
2: Thank you, Mariah. I think that's
3: You're a great. <laughs> yeah, I don't. There's like so much conversation, so I'm like taking it all in. I'm like, I don't even know what I really truly really have to say. But I think something that I've experienced, because I think it's like in some of my former relationships, it's like I don't want to. Like I've always thought that people who just cut people off were like insensitive. And I think I'm starting to reframe that kind of in terms of what you're talking about, Mariah. Of like me cutting someone off is me protecting my peace. Um, and ultimately, what I am grappling with is like, how do I communicate that though? Because I feel like I'm starting to see the difference in how people react, right? Like, so if you communicate where you're at to someone and they don't respond, and you're like being nice, like, hey, this is where I'm at. You're like, oh, this is someone that I don't need around, but. I've been having people be like, oh yeah, I support you. Like hit me when you're back or like hit me when you're good. And I'm like, oh, like this doesn't have to be complicated because people who actually be like, you know, you're close with or that they love you, they should have that proper reaction. And I think it makes it easier to say like, okay, this person, okay, we don't have to communicate, but otherwise it's like, oh, I, I feel comfortable coming back and engaging when I feel like I have space or time to really, you know, I guess maintain relationships because it's hard to do that even in COVID times it's like we're all Mm -hmm. we're all (laughs) on or whatever so I think something too like that I have noticed
0: about myself with friendships in the past that I've really worked on is not just hanging out with people or talking to people because I don't want to be with myself and that was a huge problem I had like I would literally go hang out with someone cause I didn't wanna be alone and then be miserable the whole time I was hanging out with them or just be like, I actually don't wanna be here right now. I could have been at home. And so for me, it's been like, sometimes I am harsh in my communication cause I'll be like, no, I don't wanna be around that person. I don't wanna do that thing, you know but I would rather, you know, be honest and, and now I feel like when I make the time to be with people I genuinely want to be around those people. Like I absolutely, I care about my time and energy way too much to be exerting energy into people where I'm just like I don't care to to be your friend. And I've actually reached a space where it's like I have a cap on friendships. I don't want any new friends right now. Like I'll be cordial, I'll be nice, but I'm not looking to build friendships. I'm not like I'm not not seeking new friends. I'm just kind of feeding into my core. And I think that's the difference for me is I've always been someone who's like, oh yeah, you're cool. Like, let me bring you in. Let me talk to you. Let me tell you my business, like blah, blah, blah. And now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I keep it, I keep it pretty low key. Like I don't talk a lot to a lot of people about what's going on. Um, also because I'm just trying to figure things out by myself too, which, you know, and, and I think that's a shift in friendships too. It's just like, discerning what stays with myself what stays between me and my relationship and then what I communicate to my friends because my friends don't need to know everything and for a long time I felt like I need to tell my friends everything like it's so important but it's like absolutely there has to be boundaries like because I am entitled to my own business and also in my relationship my relationship's entitled to its own business too and so I think those have been like two areas of, of friendship growth that I've been um you know, really trying to uh, be attentive to, especially in the past couple months.
1: I think what you've hit on is
0: that we kind of evolve out of this, like,
1: self-drama that we create, like the need to tell everyone everything that's going on. What does that then create? It creates drama. It creates multiple conversations, multiple energies, multiple emotions, multiple perspectives. But you saying, like, I don't need to do that I'm setting that boundary for myself then you're cutting your own drama out and that then rep your circle then represents the people that don't bring that drama into your life if that makes sense it then it starts to you start to have conversations that are more about growth and more about like the the stuff that actually matters like Hey, girl, I'm going through this today, like, and I need you right now. Not some big, like, this happened and then this happened and then that. No, just that I'm, I'm giving it to you raw. Like, I just need, I just need my friend. Um, But that only comes when you cut the internal drama and constant conversations or in a sense, maybe validation of the situation that's happening from somebody else instead of just facing it within yourself, validating it yourself, and then moving on.
3: Yeah. 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 Oh, no. you could go, Demi. No, go ahead, oh, You can say something good. I was just going to be funny. Just. <laughs> now Your you gotta friend. say it right you no know, because i was just gonna say also you know if you have friends you keep retelling the same story you get tired like damn i'd be trying Girl. to tell everybody every detail like i can't be telling Clearly, all of y'all the story literally,
2: <laughs> you literally just took the words out of my mouth that was exactly <laughs> what i was going to say i was gonna say it's exhausting like the last probably year, just talking about everything going on in my life, whether it's moving, our issue, or my love life. Man, I probably told all them stories like 20 <laughs> times. Like, what? I've wasted so much time just talking about those stories. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> so.
3: Recently, I was like, honestly, I'm telling people, and I'm done. Like, I'm not telling I'm tired. I'm sitting here trying to remember the details because I've said it so many times. Like, what even happened at this point? I don't remember. Right.
1: And I'm only gonna tell the two people that are gonna help me figure out how to get out of this mess.
3: That's
0: right. it. Like, I don't need the extra. The is like, the more that we talk about things and keep bringing it back up, the more it stays real and true and in in the current reality. Like, the more I had this narrative of like, "Woe is me! I'm so sad and fucking whatever alone right now." that that's what I woke up thinking every single day and then it was just like every day this is what I keep telling myself this is the narrative I'm telling my friends this is my truth and then literally as soon as I had that mindset shift of like Aaliyah why are you thinking like that like you can think different right and then I started talking a little bit different and having different sort of conversations and it's just like yo, you can drag your friends down by these narratives you're sharing with them also in being very cognizant of the energy I bring to people. Right. And like, if I do have a story that's, you know, a little, a little sad or I'm overwhelmed, I'm also trying to get in the habit of asking my friends, like, Hey, are you in a space right now to, to listen to me? I'm going through it. I do need your support, but are you in the space to hear it? Cause I also understand like how overwhelming it can be to get a, you know, a long text of just a bunch of stuff. And it's like, well, like, sis, I I can't even help you right now. That's way too much. And, um, I'm, you know, just trying to work through, it's really that mindfulness of like, I'm going through it right now, you know, but do I need to pass that on to another person? Or can I perhaps ask first, or is this something I can like channel inward and and work through it? Mm Mariah, you brought this up a little bit when you talked about getting married, but I think, uh, you know, an important part of this conversation is is um, navigating friendships, you know, once you get in a relationship, especially once you get, you know, married on the side of the person getting into the relationship, but also on the side of, you know, perhaps the single friend that's, you know, trying to be supportive of the relationship and understanding that, like, that relationship changes.
1: Oh, girl that's a loaded question. Um, it's interesting because there's so many points. I feel like marriage, it's that transition from your BFF being your legit BFF. Like I call my husband, my BFF all the time. Like you literally are my person, period. You're the person I wake up to every day. I go to sleep to every day. Who gets my bratty attitude when I'm off of work? Who who gets period Mariah? Who gets happy Mariah? Who gets sad Mariah? At any point of the day, you know, like anything can happen in my day could just throw it away. I'm sad. I'm sad for the rest of the day. I come home. I'm sad. When you build that emotional connection, like that takes work. That takes trust. That takes learning yourself how to show up for a person like that every day, because ultimately complete vulnerability is what you want with your partner and what you want your partner to have with you. And I think the thing that I'm learning right now with my core friends is to how how to tap back into that feeling with those people, mm-hmm. because they used to be my people at one point, you know, Friday night, hey, girl, we going out we're together Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we're texting every single day, you know, like you build that relationship with them, but then you have your partner come in and they start to just, it's almost like it, the feelings transfer, but it's this whole other person. And that one person's been the person that you've just had. And so it's hard. It's definitely hard to try and bring the paths that have kind of split in a sense back together at a new starting point. And I don't even know if I can even give advice on this right now, because it's something that I'm currently going through um, of how to be a better communicator of how to say, Hey, can you tell me what you need from me as a friend and not get offended by that? Not, not get offended of them saying like, I actually need you to call me and check in, or I actually need this from you. Um, Or, hey, if maybe you would have told me what you were going through, I would have felt better about telling you what I was going through. And I used to get offended by that. Like, you know, you can always count on me, you know, you can always call me, but as you grow and especially as you develop in, in a relationship, Sometimes those sacred things that your girlfriends used to feel like they were able to tell you, they can no longer tell you or the trust has changed or they just maybe don't feel like, oh, if I tell her that she's going to tell them and they're going to know this about me. And so one thing that, you know, my core does is they're super close with Ryan, like super close. And that's important to me because. He knows that they make up a really big part of my heart and he knows how important they are to me. And if my core doesn't like you, they're a representation of me and there's, there's something sitting in their spirit, but if they can genuinely love you and understand why I love you, it's, you know, it's a win-win, but then that's only one part of it. The second part is, them learning to love the person that I am now, that you're in my life and things are different and I'm no longer depending on them the way that I now depend on you. So it's a, that was a long-winded answer, but it's a lot. It's a lot to, and it all happens so fast. You get engaged, you plan a wedding, you have a bachelor, you have all of these things, you get married, And the day after you're looking at your husband or partner and you're like, where's everybody at? Mm -hmm. Where'd all these people go? We're back to just us when for the past years, Mm -hmm. in all honesty, these people have been in your life checking in about this day, this event, this transition. And the next day when it's all over, where is everybody at? So it is, it's patience and it's accountability to yourself and all honesty about the people that are in your life um, and the people that you want to keep in your life. And relationships do, they challenge your norm. They challenge everything that you thought. They challenge all of the conversations that you thought you would be having with certain people that aren't in the same place in your life. They challenge how you treat those friendships. They challenge how you value them. They challenge all of those things.
3: I kind of think about it also in terms of like grad school, um, because I think grad school was the thing that rocks my friendships the most.
2: Mm. Um, Mm -hmm.
3: And I was in a relationship while I was in grad school. So, and I had three jobs, right? So it was like, when did I have time to like be a friend? I didn't have time to take care of myself, right? And I think that it became this culture where it was like, okay, the people in my immediate proximity are my friends, right? Because they understand my reality. So like a lot of the people in my cohort, we're like really cool now because I'm like, oh, you get my reality, I don't have to explain anything. As well as like, okay, you're in a relationship and you're in grad school, you got hella jobs. Like, I'll see you when I see you. I don't really have to talk to you. Like, we're cool. But I think in graduating recently, it's been like, oh damn, I have to like transition back into my relationships and have like some important conversations with folks and being like, hey, I've been a shit friend. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I've been a terrible friend. Mm -hmm. All my free time has been in my relationship. So I don't, and you already know, don't hit me up to go out. I'm not coming. (laughs) Like if it's not happy hour or there's not food, I'm not coming. Right. Because those are the only two things that I really want to be involved in. (laughs) Otherwise I want to be with my man. Right. So I think even that has been a really interesting process because I've been like, I've had to be introspective and say, I haven't been a good friend because of these other factors that I've prioritized above my friendships. And I think it's kind of tough because I kind of was looking around like, I'm a good friend to my long distance friends, right? Because they're far. I don't have to, all we have to do is communicate. But my friends that are in my vicinity, I'm like, I'm not a good friend. And so I think just being honest is important, right? Because it's like space and place. Like, I can only give this much to you if I know that my relationship is my priority, Right. And if you don't like that, then we kind of have this weird space. But also it's like I want to have friendships and I want to be a friend and I want to be a good friend to people. So like where's the balance is kind of a thing that I find to be interesting because it seems like an ongoing battle to like be present in this space or be a good employee, be a good family member, be all these good things. And sometimes I know for me, friendship can go to the back burner when it's a lot of pressure and all these other capacities.
1: Do you think that the uh, because I feel like this is something that I also struggle with, you said your long distance friends, you're like, this is great, but your friends near, it kind of feels like, and this is, I don't want this to come off harsh, but it feels more like obligation to those that are in your direct vicinity, Mm -hmm. you feel obligated to see them more, be with them more, spend more time with them. And the long distance takes that out of the question. Like, so I think it then is moving to a place of better communication about space and boundaries. And like you said, what you, how you expect to show up in their lives and communicating that. Like, I expect myself to be this way for you but I don't want to feel this way. And and that may be a like a very roundabout way of saying things, but saying sometimes to people like, I just don't, I just don't want to kick it. People get so frustrated, like they get so offended. And I'm like, I didn't want to lie and said I had a whole bunch of things to do. And really <laughs> I just wanted to kick it on my couch. But you're taking offense that I don't want to hang out with you. Like I struggle with that kind of communication of just I guess being upfront and being like, well, I'd rather be by myself at home than to be around you.
2: Hmm. Yeah, Mariah. What you <laughs> what you said about the feeling obligated because you're in the vicinity. I feel like since I've moved several times that I'm constantly trying to i've noticed that's not the reason why i'm moving but as i'm transitioning i'm excited to get away from people like i can't really make it sound any better because when i was in colorado like for people who know me they know i have a big circle i have a lot of friends i have a huge family that's just like that's just a part of me but i think i was okay with it for like so long that then I started getting overwhelmed and me feeling like, oh, if I go to a new state, like, you know, people can't come get like access to me anymore. They're just not going to expect these different things or vice versa. I'm not gonna feel obligated to pop up or just be there all the time. And I think even then when I moved from San Diego and then DC, like it's just like that's been something that's reoccurred in my life. But like you said, it really could have all just been as simple as having a conversation and creating boundaries of like okay yeah I'm here but these are all the things that I got going on too and I have to balance that out I don't have to feel obligated to do anything for anybody so definitely something I'm trying to work on
1: (laughs) and I think that's super representative of growth like being able to have those conversations but first being able to Identify that need within yourself to have that conversation is growth instead of over committing yourself and being miserable at the end of the day for all of these commitments that you made. It's the growth of saying, like, this is just what I need at this moment, and I have to communicate that and not just hold it in and think it and fester and then be frustrated when you accept another invitation to go out and not want to go, you end up going anyways, but you're mad the whole time because you want to be in your pajamas. hmm
0: <laughs> I think something that, um, that Mariah and Kalia, you touched on in terms of like relationships that I thought was really fascinating is this like, uh, well, Mariah, your point on like, you know, kind of picking up your partner's habits and then being like, I like that, like actually, and I'm very impressionable. I've always been very impressionable, uh, because I just like what people are doing. I'm like, that's dope. I'm about to do that too. That's, that's really cool. And so I know for me, when it comes to like friends and relationships, a a challenge I've had to, um, really go through in the past three years in my current relationship is like still holding on to parts of my truth while enjoying parts of another person. Right. Because there's, there's some, there's, there's something to be said about like morphing into another person. That's just not who you are. And then people are looking at you like, girl, who, like, who, like, literally, who are you right now? And cause I think there's a difference of being like, Oh, like you like this now, that's really cool. You know, um, then just like, sis, you're a whole different person now. Right. And so it's just like, that, that was a hard balance for me because I literally can become so consumed with others. And this can be with my romantic partners and my friends, where it's just like, I like what they're doing so much that I'm even picking up on how they speak to other people. Now I'm starting to speak like that. I don't even talk like that. Right. And so it's, it's been a balance of just like, at the end of the day, knowing who I am and figuring out what are the things that I actually like. Right. So Um, I would have to say cleaning has become a thing that I like, right? Largely because of my relationship. But there's a difference in going about like, how do you clean up after yourself, right? And I have to give, I have to attribute a lot of my growth in how I manage my relationship to Demi and living with Demi. And Demi really, I think, teaching me how to be a very good friend while in a relationship, because I don't know that I'd ever been a good friend in a relationship before. I became very like consumed in my relationship where my friendships I was like peace like I'm in a relationship now you're not going to hear from me I'm, I'm out of here and now it's like I very much so balance my friendships like I very much so feed into the folks into my friends because I also realize that my relationship it can't feed me in every single way like there's just certain things like even about all three of you ladies that I need it in my life. And I'm not, I'm not going to my partner to be the end all be all. I don't want our relationship to be like that either. But I think learning how to balance friendships and relationships, you know, it was absolutely hard at first. I was just like, this is overwhelming. I feel so obligated to balance both. Like, um, and so shifting that to just be like, no, like I enjoy being around all of these people and, you know, when I, you know, it depends on what energy I want around. If I want this sort of energy, I know I can hang out with this person. If I want this energy, I'm going to go here and trying to look at it as a a positive thing instead of a negative thing. I feel like I was very negative at first, like, oh, got to balance all this. Like, come on. And now it's like, (laughs) oh no, I get to enjoy a lot of people, you know, and, you know, I um, very much will respect the person I'm in a relationship. I think they're dope too.
1: And I think it's having a partner too that encourages that like encourages you to be around the people that add to you because that your person will be able to tell you yo you need to go kick it with your friend because clearly I'm not doing it for you and you have to have a partner that holds you accountable to your friendships because if you don't then that cycle it just grows and grows and grows and then you're like eight years down the line or something. And you're like, where did all my friends go?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I definitely think that Aaliyah, we're very similar. Like if I'm gonna love you, I'm gonna love all of you. You're gonna get all of me. I'm giving everything, leaving everything. I'm the same exact way, but the healthy balance that has to be created with a partner and them telling you like, well, I can see why your friend feels this way because this is what you did. This is how you showed up for them. Mm -hmm. And you take that and you receive that information and say, okay, this person is calling me out on this. That means it's something that I really need to look like that I need to think about because it can't always be the other person's fault. Mm
0: -hmm. This is actually, I do have a question for y'all. I know we talked about communicating to others like when we need distance or whatever but have there been instances when you've had a friend tell you I don't like how you're showing up for me. I do need space from you. I don't want to be your friend anymore. I don't like how you handled this. Like you have not been a good friend to me. And you know, what what was your re- like what was your honest reaction to it? Like perhaps like when you were younger to now when those things happen, you know, how are you approaching people quite literally telling you that you're not showing up the way that they need you to.
2: I just had a conversation recently um, coming back home and reconnecting with a friend and we, you know, just kind of fell off. Um And, and you know, she said just like talking about her, her other relationships and how a lot of people have just, you know, talking to her or vice versa for whatever reasons and then she was like you too and I just kind of was like like what do you mean and just hearing her say like you know there were times where you came home and I didn't seem like a, a priority or just her just kind of sharing her perspective of how the the friendship operated and I think old Demi would have been like this shocked like i would never or, like try to find excuses or well i had this and that and x y and z but i think just sitting there and reflecting it was like girl if you could sit there and make time for all the other people and you didn't for her like she has every right to feel the way that she felt and it just was a moment where i had to just sit and reflect on one my communication and just be honest about like I just didn't show up for you in those ways and apologize and kind of take, not kind of, take accountability for um, what, what, I, what I did. So um, I think that was the difference of how I would have been back in the past and now.
3: I think I, I wouldn't say that I, I've had a situation in which someone did not communicate with me and opted to ghost me. And I think that it was like a a longer term relationship as well, and um, at the time they were living with a mutual friend. So it was like this really interesting dynamic of the mutual friend, like relaying the information and then it being like, you already know, know, um, shenanigans. But I always kind of reference the situation because it taught me the ways in which I wanna communicate when I am not satisfied in a relationship, because I think I've had a natural inclination to be like, I don't wanna speak on stuff, like it is what it is, whatever, whatever. But like to what Demi said, when your friends articulate these things to you, you have the opportunity to reconcile, I guess, and be like, okay, I understand, have accountability or apologize or what have you. But when friends take away the option, then it's just looming, right? And I think that that kind of, that situation in particular was something where I was like, yo, I'm not gonna keep reaching out to you, right? Like, are we gonna communicate? Are we not? So on and so forth, but this is where you're at. So I have to respect that and kind of just move on. But I think when you eliminate the space to really get to the root, I personally just don't like it's childish, but I understand and respect where people are at in their <laughs> process, right? We're all in different spaces and we all deal with conflict very differently. And it's I different. think me that as well. Like I'm a person like I'm okay with conflicts. I really don't care. Demi, everybody on here who knows me knows I don't care. Like we can get <laughs> through it. We can get through it, but I think we have to honor the fact that some people don't move like that. And just give people their space when there is conflict in a relationship.
1: Yeah, I've... I had one situation recently back in the summer um, and one of my... We've known each other for a while now and, you know, we've had our moments but for her to, like, sit me down and call me out on my shit, I just sat there and I had to swallow it. Like, I had to just say, okay, thank you for this conversation. And just like you were saying, Kalia, like that conversation opened up space to keep friendship moving forward. That's what we decided it to be. But we have to have that conversation because otherwise we just would have stopped talking. And there would have been that kind of that sour taste left in your mouth about that friend that you never resolve stuff with. So it just, it sits on you. Um, but I completely agree. Like that conversation does create the space. And I think I am guilty of being the person to just say like, okay, well, if this person wants to talk to me, then they'll hit me up. But still Mm -hmm. in my head, I deal with the, okay, well, I never had this conversation with them about this. And it's still something that continues to fester in my own mind. Um, so I think too you know extending that olive olive branch to be like i don't know what happened i don't know what you're feeling about this situation but i need to resolve it and literally right before tonight um we were watching church and they were talking about that forgiveness and how that is it's a part having that conversation is forgiveness within yourself to be able to say i'm coming to you in love in some form you know not in the happy joyous I love you, girl, let's talk about this. No, like I love you to release myself from this negative energy that is coming from me that you don't even know about and let's resolve this and figure out how we're gonna move forward. And I'm not expecting to move forward the way we were before this situation. We can completely cut ties, but I wanna clear the air and I wanna give the space of our friendship to end in a way that we either agree to disagree and just move on or we restart and we grow and and we learn each other in a different light now.
2: Mm.
0: I've had some very interesting friendships. Um,
1: <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> but in terms of getting feedback, like, come on, you know what I mean, I get tons of it. Uh, <laughs>
2: You also ask, so cut it out. You do always ask. <laughs> okay, they definitely ask.
3: <laughs> you okay. the main person, like. So tell me about her.
2: <laughs> You Do better. Literally.
0: <laughs> All right, so I have to say, like, most recently, I went through a situation with a friend where they asked me for distance, and when it happened at first, I felt devastated. I was just like, what, like. I don't think I had ever actually had a friend tell me, I need distance from you right now. Like no one had ever said that. I think passive aggressively, I had known the folks were not messing with me or like the vibes were off and it was just kind of, I, I don't know, like this was a very direct conversation. And like, I honestly, despite like how I felt inside, I handled it very, like I was really proud of how mature I was by the situation. I was just like, okay, like this is hard, this sucks. I don't like it, but I respect you and I love you enough to give you the distance that you're asking for. And, you know, in the past, I think like, I was also a very passive aggressive person. So it could be like, I know that we're not rocking with each other, but I'm not going to say anything or like, you're going to try to have a conversation with me and I'm going to like, blame you for everything or be like, well, they're just tripping. It couldn't be me. Like, like the victim mindset, I think is what I used to do a lot of the time. Like couldn't possibly be me. They're tripping. I don't know what it is. I've been great this whole time. So um, I think this was the first time where I was like, I can understand why this person is saying that, Um, and also I think it's a good decision. And so, you know, um, I think that comes with maturity and age, though. And also, like I think Mariah talked about, having a partner who holds holds folks accountable of like, yo, like, uh, this is the bed you made. Go ahead and lay in that. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I I don't know. I've been I've been proud of my growth in that respect. And like y'all said, I do ask for feedback all the time. And I think it's just because I always really like, I really want to make sure I'm showing up for my, for my people. And, um, yeah, so there's been growth in that area. Um, I do have one like quick last question. Cause I know it's nine 13 now. Um, aside from communication though, what would you all say are like the ingredients that go into, um, maintaining healthy friendships, um, in your twenties as an adult? quick answer just a few things that you think outside of communication because we talked about that
2: oh um I'd say understanding um is a big one just from a lot of the conversation that we had today um just yeah being understanding not taking things personal realizing that life happens things evolve we evolve um and yeah that sometimes things are necessary um for the person, for the relationship, or whatever the situation may be, so just coming with the understanding um, mindset.
1: I would say vulnerability to even offer up perspective um, and to be receiving of that perspective, understanding for sure. But they kind like they work hand in hand. Being vulnerable enough to have those conversations and understanding enough for whatever message you receive back. Hmm.
3: I would say to all of these, I think like authenticity and patience, because I would say that our reflection our relationships are reflections of us to a certain extent. And so it's like if we are showing up in our as our authentic selves, the hope is that the people that we are around can do the same. And I think patience, to what Denny said, like we have to be patient with each other, ourselves, and have grace that our relationships are changing and we're we're evolving, um, and we can't expect um, our friendships to not move in those same ways.
0: I think the word I would say is respect. Respecting boundaries, um, respecting difference in opinion, and just respecting different perspectives that our that our friends hold and respecting each other at the end of the day like even if we're not friends anymore if we don't talk anymore still respect you and I think respect goes a very long way where it's like even if we aren't friends anymore I respect you enough to know that like your business will not be shared like I still respect you as a person just because we don't talk like it doesn't mean you know anything else and I don't I don't know if I've seen how powerful respect is until you know more recently in my life where it's like you know, I, I respect you enough to, to to um you know, not drag your name through the dirt and just say like, okay, we're parting ways. Because I think, if, of course, when you're just like expressing your emotions to people of like friendships ending, some things fall out. And it's just like, no, <laughs> I respect this. Emo- I respect this person enough to just be like, I
2: love you. And, you know, life will continue on. I think So many good things are touched on. Thanks. Every, everything was was on point that was said tonight. So
0: <laughs> it's so funny listening to <laughs> how my podcast ends sometimes because some of them don't really have an ending and others do. Um I think that transition was definitely awkward for me as I recorded these first episodes, but That's neither here nor there. Regardless, so, so happy that you listened to another episode. Please remember to um, rate the podcast, to leave a comment, and just let me know what you thought of the episode. I love receiving feedback about gems that you picked up on or ways that this podcast has related to aspects of your life. So thank you again,
3: and I'll see you next week.